This is Financial Line Podcast, episode number five. Hello once again, everyone. It's Ryan Bannister with the show that helps gamers save, invest, and make more money. In today's episode, I will show you why you need an emergency fund, which is actually based on a discussion we had in my Twitch stream recently. First off, thanks to everyone who joined in on the stream. For those of you who might never have been on Twitch before, essentially, I am streaming live to you, my computer screen and me up on the webcam, and you can chat with me live and basically send me any questions you have or just come to hang out. And Monday last week, I was on with a buddy of mine who is a fellow CPA. We actually had worked together for a few years back when I was in public accounting. The stream went on for a couple hours. We just talked finance and answered some live questions that we got. So if you want to join this week, go follow me on the Twitch app at Financial Lion or go to twitch.tv slash Financial Lion. And remember, the streams happen Monday and Wednesday at 8 p.m. So the question that came up in the chat was, do I need an emergency fund? Which had stemmed from... The conversation we were having talking about the effects of the pandemic so far. And one glaring issue I think we've seen from the pandemic is that individuals and businesses don't have enough cash saved up to weather a storm. I can definitively answer that question right now. So, should you have an emergency fund? Absolutely. <laughs> Unfortunately, you may have been one of the many many people who were furloughed or laid off or just lost your job for some reason during this pandemic and had to find out the hard way just how important it is to have a stockpile of cash. If you're lucky and have remained employed, the people who have lost their jobs can easily tell you these questions I'm about to ask, but just to put yourself in that situation, a couple questions you may ask are, How long could you survive if you lost your job right now? Or what if your car decided tomorrow that it just doesn't want to run anymore? These are just a couple of the many questions that people without cash or without a job or both at this point are asking where you have to literally figure out how long you can survive with the amount of money that you have in the bank right now. And unfortunately, a lot of people and businesses don't have the cash to be able to go more than a couple months, if that. So there's a couple points I want to make on that before we really get into it. And just to reiterate, losing your job is one of the biggest emergencies that you can have. And and that's exactly what this fund should be used for. If you lose your job to have money to carry you and pay your bills for a certain amount of time before you have to start figuring out another plan. Basically, to give you time to either find another job or do something to get some money coming in the door. And making sure you use this fund for actual emergencies, assuming that you have the luxury of that choice. For example, if we get to the holidays and the PS5 and Xbox Series X are out and you don't have the money, don't use your emergency fund to buy those. (laughs) I'm talking about real emergencies where you are questioning if you can pay the bill or not, like if you lose your job or your car 
literally doesn't run anymore or something in your house has exploded or flooded. In the end, a really simple way to think about it is if you have to ask yourself if a situation is an emergency, it's probably not. So to put this in a logical order, there were really three main points of an emergency fund that I narrowed it down to. So the first one being, when do you have to use it? The second one being, how much should you have? And the third point, where do you keep it? Now that we kind of know when to use it, how much should you have? A lot of the conventional wisdom I've seen says to have $1,000 in an account until you have your debt paid off. One thing I've kind of harped on in this show is that a lot of conventional wisdom like that now I think is outdated, especially thanks to the coronavirus. So ideally you'll want about three to six months of expenses in that account. And if you want to get real fancy, one year of expenses. And this is where it becomes real important to start budgeting because you have to accrue this amount in an account somehow. So if you don't have an emergency fund at all right now, how do you get there? Well, by budgeting, you can take a detailed look into your income versus your expenses. And the best strategy there, in my opinion, is to have a zero-based budget, which means the bottom line is zero. In other words, every dollar that you have coming in, in your paychecks or however you make money, has a purpose and a place to go. A lot of people will budget for expenses and then leave a leftover amount in the end, which They try to save or put away somewhere for a later date. But just from my own experience, I can tell you that most of the time it all doesn't make it into a savings account. You find some way to spend that money. So the best way to budget is to give every dollar a purpose where you say X amount is going into my savings account and Y amount is going to my expenses. Once you've got all your income and your expenses listed out, you can pretty much determine how much you can put away for savings each month. So let's say as an example, you figure out you have $200 a month to save. So at that rate, you can expect about five months until you have $1,000 in your account. So based on your own budget, that may vary a little bit in how much you can put aside, but that's just a general timeline of like how long it may take you to save up this amount. Basically to show that this is no easy process and that is the reason a lot of people don't have it is because it's so difficult. So if you don't have an emergency fund at this point, don't feel bad or like you've done something wrong, but rather from this point you can know how to estimate it and budget to to get up to some point where you feel comfortable in how much you have saved up and how long that money can last you whenever a real emergency does come across. So my advice would be to get to work on getting that three to six months of expenses and then over time start building that up to one year. Now the final point to cover is where exactly should you keep the money? Because I find... 99% of the time, the easiest strategy is simplicity. I would say anywhere. 
if you're just starting off, this could be the checking or savings account that you already have at a bank. You're not going to get a whole lot of interest off that money when it sits in the bank, but it's better to go ahead and have it than trying to get so fancy with something that you don't even do it. So once you've started saving and you are looking to move it into another account where you can earn a little bit more interest, I keep mine in a high interest savings account. And just like with choosing your bank checking account, there are plenty of banks you can go to to find this type of account. So I keep mine at Ally Bank in the online savings account, which at this point gives you a 1.25% annual interest rate. And at this point, I think that's probably one of the highest rates you're going to be able to find. A few other banks that are worth looking into are the American Express personal savings account, which at this point has a 1% annual interest rate. Others are the Marcus Savings by Goldman Sachs, which is at 1.05%, and the Barclays Online Savings, which is also at 1%. When I first got my account with Ally, it was actually right around 2%, but over the past year or two, the Fed has dropped interest rates pretty significantly, which which you can really see the effects in these types of accounts because mine, for example, has gone down three quarters of a percent. The good thing about these high interest savings accounts is that for starters, it's way higher of a return than you'll get in just your average deposit account at a bank, like your checking or regular savings account. But a lot of these also don't require any minimum balance or don't charge monthly maintenance fees. They have really nice and user-friendly apps and give you a lot of transactions each month you can also use. A couple other options you have are money market accounts or certificates of deposits, CDs for short. I think these accounts usually have about the same interest rate as the high-interest savings. Some have a little bit higher, but as you get into these types of accounts... With the higher interest and return comes minimum deposits and time commitments, like minimums of three to six months or even a year where you have to keep your money in the bank, and you'll get charged a early withdrawal penalty if you have to touch the money before then. So there's definitely no shortage of options out there. I would, like I said, recommend a high interest savings account just because it's so easy to open and so easy to use without all these crazy fees or anything that might end up costing you more each month than you gain in interest. And just to give you an idea where those interest rates come out to dollar-wise, if you have $1,000 in the account that's earning about 1% or 1.25% a year, that should equate to a little less than about a dollar a month. So it may not seem like a lot, but these rates are still significantly higher than just an average checking account rate. And once you start to get more money in the account, the interest really starts adding up. Like at that same rate, if you get 5000 in the account, 
you're going to be earning about $5 each month, which is still definitely not a life-changing amount or anything. But just remember, we're keeping this money in a place that we can immediately access it if an emergency happens. So you're not going to get a super high return from it. But I guess to add a little context to it, if you're earning $5 a month in interest and you plan to use this money in the worst case scenario, like if you ever lost your job, that 5 to $10 you might be getting in interest could potentially pay for a meal or something like that. So it may not be a whole lot of money, but it does add up over time. And just remember that this money is to keep you comfortable and to save up for when you might fall on some hard times. And like I said, I keep my money in an account like this. So if you do ever have any questions in addition to this podcast, definitely feel free to reach out and let me know any problems or questions you might have on it. So to summarize all this great stuff we've talked about, yes, you absolutely should have an emergency fund. Because as much as we might like to avoid it, something unexpected is going to happen down the road. And it is much better to be prepared for it than to be caught empty-handed. So just remember that as you're saving this money up, only use it for true emergencies. Keep about three to six months of expenses in there and eventually build that up to one year. Save it in an account that's going to get you a little bit higher of an interest rate than just a regular deposit account. But if you're just starting out with it, don't let this choice weigh you down. Definitely go ahead and just start stocking it away and come back to this at a later date. And as always, if you do have any questions on this, feel free to reach out to me any way you can or come on the stream and ask your question to me live. I'll be on Twitch Mondays and Wednesdays at 8 p.m. So if you've got the Twitch app, please go follow me at Financial Lion, or you can go to twitch.tv slash Financial Lion. Also, my social media accounts will all update you when I go live, so be sure to follow me on there too at Financial Lion. And if this episode helped you, please hit the subscribe button. That'll help to ensure that you get new episodes and notifications as soon as they come out. So thanks again, everyone, for listening, and thank you so much for all of the support. I really appreciate it, and see you next time.